Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Hard Ticket to Sedaris. I'm Teresa. I'm Cody. I'm Steven. And we're here once again on our every three-week mission to bring to you all of the movies of the late Andy Sedaris. And today we are talking about Do or Die, 1991. Mm-hmm. Released on June 28th in 1991, which was only like six months, six, uh, six or seven months after Guns. Yeah. And I was Dang. thinking about this, and I kind of hope they mentioned it during the commentary at some point. I wonder if any of these movies were filmed at the same time. Ooh, that's a good question. So you think that they may have filmed some of these things simultaneously? Yeah, or at least maybe like some scenes at the same place. Like, I don't really have any evidence for it, but I'm just wondering if like the release dates are that close together. I'm wondering if they did. Because I know, we know the Sedarises are all about saving money during a production. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, that's true. So it's like, which is really kind of a more recent thing. Because you think about like the Avengers movies... At least last year, the Pirates of the Caribbean. A lot of these big, huge films or the sequels are filmed simultaneously. The only the only movies I can think of before this would have been Superman one and two. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a whole another mess. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just wondering if like he maybe had a couple scripts done or like a script and a half done. He's like, well, we're already here. Let's film this too because it's a lot of the same people. So mm-hmm. in this particular instance, I don't think so. And the reason why I say that is because Donna's hair is very different. Mm-hmm between this movie and and uh the last one hmm. so yeah, that's why fair. i don't think b- between this one and guns so that's why i don't think so with this also the characters are very there although a lot of the characters in this one will continue on roberta vasquez bruce hmm. penhall all that um there's not enough overlap like patty isn't in this one which yeah. we know patty you know um her uh sidekick dies um she's not in this one uh, um. Yeah, so I, I just I, in this particular well, case, I don't think so. But I think maybe in some of the later ones, probably. Yeah, like even if it's a scene that's just Donna and Roberta Vasquez. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like he knew that they were going to be in the next one. Maybe he filmed some just, of those. Just yeah. two of them. So. Or yeah. the the scenes with cowboys. They're yeah, like, we're going to have possibly. at least four cowboy scenes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just go ahead and get it done while they're so, shut down. That could be absolutely yeah, very but, possible. But anyway, Do or Die, starring Eric Estrada, Donna Spear, Roberta Vasquez, Bruce Penhall, and Pat Morita as Kane. <laughs> yeah. Although I couldn't picture anybody else to be Kane except for Pat Morita. It has to be him, right? It has to be him in this movie and every movie going forward. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get into that when we watch Heart Hunted. But uh, So produced by Arlene Sedaris and written and directed by old, old Andy himself. There he Andy is. Sedaris. This is uh, Ava Cadell's first, yes. first Sedaris film. Yep. Although not the first film where we see her house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Runtime of 97 minutes. So right there in that sweet spot. Stair sweet spot. I got three taglines for you. Yay. I love multiple taglines. First one is, get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yep. well, I mean, yeah. The second one, this may be the last game they'll ever play. I think we saw that one on the... Uh, on the title screen yeah when yeah. the scene selection screen yeah that's what's on that one. it has two different posters for each one so like you go you like you'll have a poster for the t- the two that's on the disc and then when you go into the menu it's a different poster for that oh, movie okay. too which is kind of cool and the third one 
it's a new kind of game. The rules will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, w- uh, I would like to know who does the uh, who does the um, taglines. Tag oh, it's probably Andy. Probably. You yeah. think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This sounds like all these sound like Andy. Yeah. Like puns and jokes and. Uh, do you guys want to guess on the Rotten Tomatoes audience score? Yeah, oh, yeah. Always. Uh, I don't Out of 100. Know. 27. Well, this one has Pat Morita in it. I'm going to go with 35. 41. Oh! Nailed it. Boom. I, I knew it would be all. higher because of Pat Morita. Well, maybe. Some Pat Morita stands. Well, not there. only Pat Morita, but also Eric Estrada's back. That's true. Everybody's like recognizing people, and they're like, yeah. oh, this must be decent. Yeah. <laughs> they put their names on this. Yeah. Uh, so the movie opens with Donna and Nicole at a luau. Luau. <laughs> it's a luau for an hour. <laughs> movie opens with Donna and Nicole at a luau, interspersed with the opening credits, which are nice. pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool because it's like a you know. It's, it's an actual luau. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And Arlene had said uh, she mentioned in the commentary she's like, "Well, we've never been to an actual luau before. We always thought they were kind of like hokey and touristy, just from thinking what it is. We actually went to one and like." Oh, this is amazing. We have to put this in a film. Oh, so. <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot of like traditional dancing and yeah. stuff like that. I think it's yeah. it's a lot more it is I think it's it's one of those things that's like it is kind of hokey and touristy, but also like, you know, they use the actual performers from the islands yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. so uh Don and Nicole are told by a big muscly goon, later named as Duke, played by Paul Hospodar. Duke. They're wanted outside. There they are confronted by Kane, betrayed by Pat Morita of Happy Days and Karate Kid fame, <laughs> as Duke and another goon hold them in place. And now, this uh, this scene was shot in the backyard of Ava Cadell's house at Malibu. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Beautiful sunset. Yeah. All of Pat Morita's scenes were shot in the Los Angeles area over four days. Wow. Because that's all that they could sense. afford him for. That makes oh, sense. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So that makes it, sense, though. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just coming off... The I think this this would have been after Karate Kid three, I think. So wow. he's still he still has some name. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, Academy Award nominee Pat Morita is in this movie. So <laughs> why did they put that on the poster? They should have. Yeah. Is the inside of Kane's like office and stuff? Is that Ava's house? No, that is yeah. uh, there's because you see like his little uh, actual office area, and they see like where he lives. Uh-huh. Those are two different hotel rooms. Oh, oh nice. one's nice. just like at a at like I think it said like a Radisson or something, mm-hmm. and I don't remember where they said the other one was, but there was just two hotel rooms in LA. Maybe they mm-hmm. had Radisson points because that's it, also what they maybe. used in Arizona. That was like, at the London Bridge. Yeah, well, that was like the Ramada Inn or something. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. a Ramada. Mm. Okay, but um, something like that. I don't remember exactly. I've never stayed at a Radisson before. Too fancy for but, me. Uh, <laughs> but they made it like just through film editing, make it made it look like one suite. Yeah. So that's what I thought. That's movie magic. Movie yep. magic. Uh, Kane reveals that he knows that they're government agents, and he must kill them as they have disrupted his operations. Which, again, kind of taking it from the last one, didn't the villain in the last movie also say, "Well, I have to kill you because you've disrupted my operations." <laughs> yeah, but this is Kane. This is like the boss's boss, basically. Yeah, yeah this is this is the big man. Yeah. This is this is him. This is top dog. He is the Blofeld. Top uh-huh. dog. However, to make it sporting and honorable, he has hired six duos of assassins, each tasked with tasked ta- each tasked each tasked. <laughs> I can't say that word. Tasked. Tasked. That word, with killing Donna and Nicole, who must use their skills to survive. The game begins the following day at noon. Each 
High noon? <laughs> to make it sporting. Yep. Yeah, it's sporting. Well, because there's two of them, and then there's two assassins. Yep. Yeah, but there's actually 12 assassins. But they only said but, two at a time. Yeah, only at two at a time. Yeah, yeah but, then, but then they break the rules already at the very beginning because they start before noon. They were like, don't we have until... I thought we had until noon. Yeah, well. Yeah. He's a criminal. All right, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a little cheating. Well, uh, was it his fault or the assassins, though? His, because he tells them. Oh. Uh, Kane releases them and leaves, but not before Duke surreptitiously places a tracker on Donna's watch, which is totally just one of those fake jewel like. No, it's things. not. It is a laser <laughs> engraved tracking device. No, yeah. because that's what Arlene said it was. One of those jewel sticky uh. things. It's a, it was a stick on earring. I yep. told you. <sighs> that's exactly. She's like, yeah, it was one of those. Yeah. I mean, it looks so. great. Uh, the other goon slightly wounds Nicole's ankle, like twisted or something. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a plot point. Sprain. <laughs> uh, the car that Kane gets into is Ava Cadell's husband's car. Like he says, Paul, name is Paul Connect or yeah. something like that. Yeah, the, the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, he's in uh, some of the earlier movies. That's his car. <clears throat> what kind of car was it? Uh, Mercedes, fancy Mercedes or something. Fancy Mercedes. <laughs> uh, and this is the first time we see Kane's assistant slash, I don't know, kept woman Silk. Yeah. Uh, played by Carolyn Liu. That's her actual jewelry she's wearing. Jeez. I looked into her a little bit. She, She's the daughter of a Hong Kong shipping magnate who's, like, rich. Uh-huh. And she actually went to law school and worked at a law firm for a number of years. And then she just decided, I want to be in movies and in Playboy later. And so she just yeah. did that. She knew what she wanted. It's like, yeah. okay, all right. She, she went out there and she took it. Yep. It's like, oh, okay, okay, you do you. Nice. Uh, we cut to Don and Nicole, where they're doing some thinking in the hot tub, as <laughs> they are wont to do. Where they where <laughs> yeah. they do their best thinking. Also Ava's house. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, Donna calls Lucas, portrayed by William Bumiller in Las Vegas, who wants them out of Hawaii as soon as possible, and to meet up with a contact in Nevada. And he even says to the girls, quote, you're in a do-or-die situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. And uh, his office where he's like, we're calling him, that shot at Andy's niece's house in Shreveport, which I think was also in another movie. I think it was in, like, Picasso Trigger. I know they shot a scene. At, the Big in, Brick House? Just, like, that office that Lucas is in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I definitely remember that office. I can't remember which, which one it's from, though. I think it's Picasso Trigger, if I remember correctly, but... He also tells them that they're in hot water while they're wah, literally wah. in hot water. Wah, Whoa. Wah. <laughs> that's, that's a thinker right there. I love it. Great. <laughs> uh, cut to Kane in his office where Silk is tracking Donna and Nicole on a, on a random McNa- McNally map projected onto the screen <laughs> or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, this red dot is the baddies. The, the green dot is the good. And those are Christmas, but, those are Christmas tree lights. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't move. No. And they're supposed to be moving, but they don't move. No. But they, you can tell they're just little lights that yeah. go through the map. Yeah. Uh, and Kane informs his goons to let the games begin. Uh, the next day, Donna and Nicole leave their cabin, but are pursued by Duke and another goon, Woody, portrayed by H.D. Wood in a helicopter, who was an actual like Vietnam vet helicopter pilot. Dang. Yeah. Dang. And after, and I gotta say, Duke, uh, Paul Hospital, he barely fits in that helicopter. Oh my God, he's so oh, big. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's it like, looked like he was, like, it was gonna lift yeah. his side It was leaning bit. the whole time they were flying, yeah. like, <laughs> on his side. Uh, and that's a, 
is is this the part no lucas hasn't come into play yet right we just uh, they just talked to him over the phone that's right so that is when lucas says what agency they're with does he yeah he says that they're they're agents for the state department okay yeah all right well. which which is kind of hilarious because i don't think that that tracks with literally any of the other movies. no especially yeah the the agency we find out they work for in a few later films is in the treasury department yeah so. that's definitely not no. what he says he says the state department when he when he's on maybe the phone. it got changed later you know you never know hey i i have a theory about that but we'll, we'll come to that in a few movies time oh okay yeah so after chase uh donna nicole and nicole stop and take cover and i didn't this is where, like, Andy mentioned in the commentary, apparently Roberto Vasquez used to be a cop. What? what? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> that was is like, okay. bonkers. All right, sure. Andy. Man, hottest cop ever. Uh, while in a gunfight. That's fight, why she used to be. Nobody, yeah, Nobody's going to take her seriously as a cop. <laughs> maybe it's like a, maybe, maybe she got fired and it was a situation like a certain someone we know who backed into another police cruiser. <laughs> Ooh. And got fired. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. I doubt it. Uh, so while in gunfight, Nicole takes her cane, which she'd been using for her injured ankle, presumably. Oh, so good. And turns it into a little small rocket launcher. You dang right. She fires the rocket at the helicopter, exploding it and killing the first team of assassins. It was amazing. That's two. That's one of my favorite parts. And we of know the movie. it's exploded definitely because we see the debris fall. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. And also the guy's face when it's about to explode. He, yes. he gives that oh surprise face. Ah! <laughs> and then it boom. And that, that that was a fancy looking cane for her to be, especially uh-huh, the handle. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. this is just like a one day thing because she doesn't need a cane after this ever again. It's too bad they didn't bring back the guy that gave him all the gadgets in the one movie. Uh, the professor? Yeah, yeah. they should have brought him back. And he yeah. gave him the cane and all that. <laughs> yeah. Don and Nicole arrive at Molokai Cargo and board the plane bound for Honolulu. And this is where Andy mentioned his first use of his own stock footage. His own stock footage. Yeah, because like the little, just the little shots of the plane going oh, and take you off yeah. and stuff. It's like he had already shot that, so it's like, why not use it? Oh, yeah. He made yeah. his own stock. Why film it taking off again? Uh, we cut to Kane giving Silk a massage. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, he's saying some interesting things yes. about the massage as well. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this will focus your mind and, and she's your like, beautiful every body. Bit of my body is aroused. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, God, yeah. no, yeah. Mr. Miyagi. No, oh, and he's shirtless. No, no. No, he's wearing like a wife beater. Oh, he's yeah. shirtless later. Yeah. yeah. He's got this like little tuft of hair that pops out <laughs> yeah. of his ch- on his chest. Yeah. Just like, oh, no, no. Uh, but they're interrupted by a signal. The first teams of assassins has failed. <laughs> I find the computer, the death computer zone. Thing. Yeah, it's funny. I oh, like that comes. I have. Yeah, beep, that comes up beep, later. Beep. Yeah, that's... I like how it says "for your eyes only" in the corner. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like okay, and they had to shoot that at a different frame rate as the as, as I suppose like what they would normally would, yeah. so the screen wouldn't like flicker. freak out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cut to Don and Nicole. Uh, oh wait, no. There's one other thing I want to mention there. So when they go from where they're getting massage in the office. That black and white screen that's been in every movie so far, it shows up in between, like that in that doorway. And you can even see in the bottom of it the like burned hole where they shot through it in hard ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> you can see it. Oh wow. Yeah, that's uh, great. Like, that's good. But uh we cut to Don and Nicole who disguise themselves and board a plane for Vegas. First time they've ever actually used disguises. Yeah. So. Yeah. And 
Arlene, I think it was Andy or Arlene, one of them mentioned during the commentary that, because this was the first time Donna Spear had ever really kind of looked frumpy or normal, and she was kind of like, oh. You're just a regular person. Yeah. Well, like, people be. treated her differently. Really? Yeah. And it, uh, she said, like, they said it was like kind of like eye-opening for her. It was the first really? time she wasn't, like, gorgeous. <laughs> Wow. So pretty privilege is a thing. Yeah. Oh, it is one hundred percent is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of nice sometimes for people to acknowledge that, like, yeah. oh wow, people don't treat me like a supermodel because I look like a regular person. Yeah. yeah. So uh we cut to Bruce and his motorcycle. Oh Bruce. Outside a restaurant in Shreveport when he's told he has a phone call. Mm-hmm. Bye. Ooh. Our man of the hour, Andy yeah. Sedaris. With a southern accent. <laughs> Which we, we kind of uh, thought about that. Maybe he he might have actually kind of had a southern accent. Because, I mean, he's from Perhaps. Louisiana. Yeah, maybe just over the years, like... Yeah, because he, he was from there. He went to college in Texas. But, like, maybe just over the years, like, it just kind of lost it. Like, just... Yeah. Or maybe he can, get, you know, he can just come bring it back whenever he wants. If, yeah, you know, I was going like to say... Some like, people can do that. Yeah, and, and yeah. he... You you can tell he had, like, a lot of New York influence in his, yeah. in his accent, like, his regular mm. accent. So, and for me, like, if I'm around family or people who have an accent i end up absorbing it mm-hmm. over time so mm-hmm. yeah. very very likely that he was like yeah. down there for a little bit and then yeah. and some people can just turn it on and off like well, stephen sure. colbert he's from south carolina he can oh. just turn it on and off like that yeah yeah well it's a showbiz I, I, thing like I, mel, like mel gibson oh yeah he can, can, can turn the australian on and oh, off oh yeah so. for sure i do want to mention too we were watching the when bruce Finhall showed up on the on the screen for the first time in this movie we were watching it with one of one of our friends maurice and he was like, "Ooh, who's that hunk?" <laughs> he said something like, "Who's that heavenly body?" or something like that. <laughs> when Bruce Pinnall showed up, got a whole season, got a whole season of chips for you, Maurice. And he's not gay. He's, Maurice isn't gay. Yeah. He just you know, he he can appreciate a, a good looking man though. Appreciate. Oh, uh, then we cut to Lucas and Bruce at an Air Force base where they meet with Rico Esteban, portrayed by Eric Estrada. Uh, Lucas recruits the two to assist in foiling the assassin teams in exchange for early retirement from the Air Force. Because I guess Bruce is back in the Air Force. Because wasn't he in the CIA in Savage Beach? <laughs> yeah. He was, but but then in the other one he was in a CIA because I forget which one. I yeah, I don't forget know. The Maybe he's in both. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he works for all the agencies. <laughs> he's a DOD asset. Yeah, there you go. So, so he just he just goes into whatever branch yeah. he's needed. He's an expendable. maybe he was the first uh donna and nicole arrive in vegas and get in a geo tracker oh my god i love it i talked i was mentioning that to our friend who was watching it with us last night i was like i want one of those geo trackers so bad Mm -hmm. and the unfortunate part is it was a rental you could see the the license plate thing on there it says sunbelt the car rental and i was like dang it it was a rental but I still want one so bad. Yeah. It looks so fun. It was arranged by Lucas because there's two handguns in the glove in the glove compartment. Which is also funny because the windows are down, the top's down, and they just left it in the airport parking lot. Nobody yep. bothered it. Yep. Well, that's, uh... Uh, that's a different error. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, then we cut to uh, an RC plane show in the Nevada desert. An RC plane show? A whole show. Yeah. So there's like multiple RC... Planes. Yeah, this movie is an advertisement for RC planes. Yeah, Pretty oh much. my gosh, it's so uh, it's and awesome. Then, like this was an actual thing. So like Andy, mm-hmm. like he, uh, um, Norm Norm Goyer was kind of his RC. Storm and Norman. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was timely. Yeah. Uh, he, he he was kind of like their RC guy. He knew the people who ran this thing, so this kind of, you know, worked it out. Like, all right, well, we're going to shoot some stuff and all that and everything, so. Um, it's kind of funny because when they, when uh, Donna and um, Nicole end up showing, Nicole, right? Yes. When Donna and Nicole end up showing up, uh, this, Norm says, uh, ladies, this area is secured. And I was like, <laughs> for the RC plane show? It's secured? Because uh, it's very important. Uh, in an RV at the show, the next pair of assassins, Ava and Skip, portrayed by Ava Cadell and Skip Ward, portray, uh, prepare for their encounter with Donna and Nicole, which first of many appearances for Ava, who will later be a, a good guy. She She's inducted via the uh, Andy Sedaris way, which yes. is bad guy first who dies, <laughs> and then she comes back for a recurring role yeah. forever. And then Skip <laughs> forever Ward, and ever. Skip Ward's been, I think he was in Malibu Express, I think. I think he was the guy getting the massage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was uh, he was one of the producers behind Dukes of Hazard. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's a way throwback. Yeah. Uh, as Donna and Nicole drive there to meet their contact, Ava has a very sensual dressing scene. I mean, which I, which very... I thought I'm like, this is the most aroused I've ever been at watching a woman put her clothes on. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's nice. And I had that thought, and I watched and listened to the commentary. A certain other media personality had the exact same thing to say about it as I did. A certain somebody that two you love, that Andy Sedaris is acquainted with. Joe Bob. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. So I was like, damn, Jesus Christ, that <laughs> I, had turn, I had to turn the air conditioner. <laughs> turn on your fan. <laughs> Ooh. Fan yourself like, oh God. Lord. My yeah. my AC was set on like seventy one. I had to turn it down to sixty nine. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I would say boy. she is one of the more beautiful women that he's had yeah, on there yeah, for sure. Good, golly. Yeah. Good golly. <laughs> but Donna and Nicole arrive and they meet Norm, Norm Goyer. Their contact, uh, yeah, the Storm and Norman van, which, for you kids out there, there was this thing called the Persian Gulf War in 19, in the early, is it 90 or 91? I think it was 91. And the guy in charge of it, of the U.S. part of it, was a general by the name of Norman Schwarzkopf, and the media nicknamed him Storm and Norman, which, kind of, to bring everything full circle, if I remember correctly, his father, also named Norman Schwarzkopf, had a mission and had, was a, a part of uh, the subject of episode one of We Effed Up. Oh, boy. All the way back in the day. Uh, which is fitting, the... listeners, because today we recorded the final Effer Upper. So Yeah. Wow. It's kind of full circle. Brought it all I the know. way back around. Yep. Uh, so he, he's kind of got this military thing going. He's got the camo pants on. He'd get the big aviator sunglasses. So, you know, he's... I think he has some kind of like look. service yeah, hat on yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, and they're, and they're cutting back and forth between them and Ava and Skip. And Ava, she says uh, to Skip, "I'm gonna blow their tits off." It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. Right. Uh, Norm gives Donna and Nicole an RC helicopter fashioned as a replica of a Huey. Donna <laughs> and Nicole leave for their next rendezvous, followed by Ava and Skip in a green VW Beetle. That thing's awesome. It's been souped up for oh, yeah. off-roading. They chase the heroes off-road, but Bruce and Rico arrive in a dune buggy to assist. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the bug looked like a dune buggy with a bug frame on it, yeah. like a cha- mm. It's like a dune mm. buggy chassis. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. Yeah, 
Uh, I I did just want to mention though that it looks like Ava is holding on for dear life yes. in some of those scenes. <laughs> oh my god! No, actually, it looks like she's getting thrown around because she's yeah. holding that giant gun, yeah. shooting at him, and she's like her spines hitting the back of the <laughs> the back of the the top yeah. of the you know bug. I was yeah. like, Cause she's in she the doesn't look room. like she's having a good time. No, no, she looks <laughs> like it's like actually jarring her, and it doesn't feel good. Uh, Rico has a rocket that misses a couple of times, but the third time it. Hits the Beatles' gas tank and explodes, killing Ava and Skip. In a fiery explosion. Again. That's the second yep. team to die in a fiery explosion. Yep. <laughs> Is there a trend? Mm. Uh, Donna and Nicole take off for the Henderson Airport, followed by Bruce and Rico. And then the four take off in a little plane. Another little plane. Cut to Kane and Silk, who are notified that another team is off the board. Boop, boop. The heroes call Lucas, who is at his office, uh, from the plane, and are headed to Louisiana. Louisiana. Cut to Cowboys Restaurant. Cowboys, mm. yay! I can't wait to go there. <laughs> Where Edie is entertaining with a song, because apparently she's now also not working in Vegas. She's now in Shreveport. <laughs> she goes where the agency tells her. Uh, yeah, okay. that's right. Backed up by Shane and new agent Atlanta, portrayed by Stephanie Schick. Now... Oh, that's oh, I didn't even think of that. That was that was those two Shane and yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that makes it even weirder. She, you know, she has a a stage name too. Yeah, Pandora Peaks. Mm. Yep. So they Arlene and Andy they cast her based on a recommendation, and did not have an updated photo of her. When Arlene sent her some of the dance moves they wanted her to do. She relayed that her figure prevented some of the more elaborate dances, which is when Andy and Arlene found out that she had had, quote, additional enhancements. Oh, boy. We did. Her come... boobs are huge. <laughs> uh, I was going to say it. Yeah. They're gigantic. Yes. <laughs> They're Steve, massive. He's you like Chris see, like, Farley. Especially, especially when, like, during the scene, she's like, when she's like clapping, she's not going like this. She's going like yeah. this. Around the giant <laughs> yeah. balls on her chest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she had mentioned Arlene she was a little top heavy to do those things, and Arlene mm. mentioned that that be, kind of became a running joke between her and Andy. So like, if Andy was like, "Hey, Arlene, could you go, could you go get the mail?" and Arlene be like, I, "I'm sorry, I'm a little too top heavy." <laughs> we we did mention that when she was dancing, that yeah, she, she was not dancer. doing much. No, uh, yeah. Shane was really he was going all out. He, was, oh, he yeah, didn't realize manner and dance moves. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, but he like yeah. did a flip and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What is going on?" And then on? Ava, who we know is the, a real performer, like she really sings and you know, mm -hmm. she does a good job. Not Ava, sorry. Yeah, Cynthia Brimhall. Yeah, Cynthia yeah. Brimhall. Yeah, she she like legitimately can do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and she's and the new gal is too. like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there are trying, times, to, trying to clap but the boobs are in the way there yeah. are times when like shane's like doing his thing and then he's like okay back to you yeah. and then she's just like clap, clap, clapping clap, clap. <laughs> it's like oh, okay <laughs> uh lucas arrives to get Edie, but she just wants one thing oh yeah cut to them boning yeah it was one of those things like Hey, I want to have sex with you. And he was like, "Listen, we're, we could be in danger." And she's like, "I want to have sex." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> he did not put up a. a no, no. It was very I mean, great. would you? Yeah, no. no, no. Yeah, no. Cut to the next morning with Donna and Nicole taking off in an ultralight yeah. plane that can land on a boat. One of those boat planes. Yeah, yeah. those those yeah. things are cool. It's like a glider. It's yeah. like a, a motor powered glider with yeah. the, the can, boat. Yeah, it can like land on water. It's really neat. 
And we cut to the next assassin duo. Very handy. Hebert and Boudreau, portrayed by Richard Cancino and Chuchu Malave. Chuchu Malave. Who back. are working as cooks at a restaurant, and I, I just found them annoying. Well, well they kind of are, but they, yeah. I mean that's their shtick. Yeah, they're, they're the comic stick. relief. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they come. Are. They come back. weren't they the weren't they the uh, the drag queens and the other? Yeah. yeah. See, it's like that's kind of. I think that's just just what they are yeah. now. Like yeah. they they took they took the role of the 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 stupid family from Malibu Express. I think the Buffingtons. Yeah, yeah. they're like the oh, com- you know, comedy relief. Uh, Donna and Nicole land in the bayou near the restaurant, joined by Bruce and Rico, which that's uh, the Big Pine Lodge. Yeah. Uh, so that's an actual establishment. Yeah. They, they thank them in the credits. Yeah. Big Pine and they, Lodge. They sit down to eat while waiting for the others. And the four serve their meal, and Nicole feeds some to the local cat. Uh, the shots of just the cat, because that's the Sedaris' actual cat trigger. Uh-huh. The shots of just the cat is just a shot in their garage. <laughs> But before any of them can eat, Nicole sees that the cat has fallen over dead. Yep. The food was poisoned. Poisoned. And they also argue about the food ahead of time. They're like, yeah. they, they like pick what they want from the menu and they're like, oh, we made this special food for you. Yeah. You know, like. They <laughs> have this terrible this Creole awful accent. Louisiana yeah. accent. Oh, Lord. And they, they're like, y'all. They're yeah. like, oh, well, this is his uh, family, family recipe. Family secret <laughs> recipe. And then they're like, oh, no, this sounds better. And they're like, wow. No, no, no. You want this. You can't get this anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then the cat dies. Poor kitty. Which um, Arlie mentioned like that they, that's their cat. They had a vet on hand. They just sedated it. It didn't hurt or anything. No pain or anything. Just knocked it out for a little bit. Just like same as if you take him into surgery. Oh, so they actually sedated their cat. Yes. I thought it was a fake cat. I did too. No, that, wow. was, that was their actual cat. Oh. And I guess they got reported to SAG about it. Yeah, I saw there's yeah. a there's a wow. note in the credits. Yep. Wow. Yeah. But, Who reported them to SAG? Yeah. Well, Some animal rights. Probably PETA or something. PETA. Uh, the four take off after the assassins, just as everyone else arrives. And you see a shot of two older people just, like, kind of looking at their food and sliding the plates away. Those are the actual owners of the Big Pine Lodge. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. great. Which yeah. I, feel like it's just I had a Andy, feeling. Andy always does, like, if he shoots a place, hey, do you want to be in the movie? Yeah. That's yeah. great, yeah. Can we shoot here for I free? had a feeling they had something to do with it. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, uh, Shane, he gets his handgun from the cow print uh, briefcase. Yep, yep. That appearance. For shooting and missing wildly. Oh, yeah. And oh, my like, God. He shoots before he even gets it out of the case. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Like, he pulls it out of the case and shoots the ground <laughs> yeah. as he's pulling it out. Like, what, like, what is going on? And Atlanta, like, says something to him. And they're both kind of, like, hunched over. And you kind of see her, like, instead of just, like, just running from that, she has to, like, kind of get herself upright before she starts running. <laughs> and watching her run was hilarious. Because it was just like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're huge. <laughs> I, I can't overstate yeah. you that. You can't run too fast. They're like triple E's or something, or I, bigger. Oh, no, that. They, yeah, I was more gonna say that. they're probably like That's S's. Like, I don't know if the letters go that high. <laughs> they're massive on yeah. a very tiny frame. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don and Nicole take off to survey from the air as everyone else fans out to search. Uh, the assassins try to take off in a boat. But Donna drops a grenade on the boat, which explodes. But the assassins dive to safety, and they're shortly apprehended by the agents. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah, off the board. Bruce they're Penhall, not killed. Bruce Penhall is all—he's—he's he's pissed. He's like, "And you, you killed, killed a cat." cat. <laughs> which, good on you, Bruce. The cat must be avenged. Which really, 
I would have just shot them right then and there oh, just for the man. cat alone. Jeez. Wow. Just just cold blood execution. <laughs> I mean, really, they cold uh, cold blooded uh, ex. I can't. What's that? Sentence? <laughs> cold cold bloodedly executed the cat. Cold bloodedly. Lord. Bastards. You could say the cold blooded execution of the cat. Sure, that. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm so frazzled by the death of the cat. Yeah, the death of she's, the cat. Uh, she's Triple H. Triple H, like <laughs> Hunter Hurst Helmsley? <laughs> Dang, she's wrestler sized. <laughs> so wait, I'm like, he's going to say something. She's a 42 Triple H. Uh, I don't I even found know that what on, that means. On Boobpedia. <laughs> Boobpedia? Oh, wow. Uh, wow. We need to be re- referring some, to this more often. That's some. Uh, at that point, I don't you, know if you want to. Honestly, it's at, pretty bad. At that point, you need like <laughs> you, you have to have like custom. Oh, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. she's she's a hundred and twenty-one pounds, five foot six. Twenty pounds of that is boob. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Christ, that's a lot of boob. So yeah, just to give you an idea, this this lady is she actually shares a birthday with you. Oh, twelfth. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Both, <laughs> both Aries. Both uh, well, as with, light upstairs. Well, both, well, as both with any horoscope thing, that's completely irrelevant. <laughs> both like they, boobs, apparently too. <laughs> big, big, big boobs. I do love big, big boobs. Um, anyway, uh, cut to Kane and Silk, who now know that the third team of assassins is out of the game. Then we cut back to the agents who are planning out their next steps. You know, just discussing what do we want to do next. But outside, Donna and Rico discuss the RC helicopter before briefly making out, and then Donna gets mad for some reason and walks away. Because they're supposed to be working. Like, that's ever stopped her before. Well, I know she's that, trying to be more thing. professional. I said that very thing. I was like, when? since when did that stop you? She's trying to be more professional. Is she? Right. I think she just doesn't she's like him. She's the veteran at this point. Yeah. I don't think she just doesn't like him yet. Cut to the next morning with all the agents piled into a speedboat, <laughs> heading off for the next hideout. Oh, yeah. I said that. That I was, was like, funny. It's like, it's like, I, is that that might be over capacity? Yeah, I was like, there's too many people yeah, in that there's boat. Eight of them. I, I, I mean, really ten if you count, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> boobs. Yes, giant boobs. Boobs McGee. We're just gonna call but, her boobs McGee. Then we now. cut to Silk giving Kane a massage. Which was this under a heat lamp or something? Or because that's a very like bright pink light. I mean, maybe. Man, might have been. And this dialogue. <laughs> so Silk says, there's over 200 bones in the human body. And Kane grunts. And Silk says, make that 201. And then, <laughs> and then Kane says, not for long. <laughs> and it's like, oh wait, what? <laughs> like, oh my God. No, Mr. Miyagi, no. She no. definitely reaches up the oh, towel, yeah. too. No, oh, she no. reaches right in that no, towel. No, no, Yeah, no. she's definitely giving him a hand job. <laughs> Never watched Karate Kid again. I saw his little tough to hair curl. When <laughs> You're just watching for that, aren't you? <laughs> I did kind of look at it a lot. <laughs> uh, then we cut to the agents arriving at their hideout, and Rico says, "Quote: We can't trust anybody but each other." And then every single one gets like this weird, suspicious glance at the person next to them. It's like Clue or something. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Is, I'm like, this is good. Like what? Well, okay, you don't trust each other, yeah. obviously. Uh, Bruce has first watch, and he is soon joined by Nicole, and they proceed to have sex, but not on a motorcycle this time. Next, just to next, next to the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she's very uh, 
She knows what she wants. Yeah. She's very into it too. And yeah. he, he doesn't seem as much into it. Yeah. I think he's I think she's kind of grinding on him in a weird way. Because the way he looks, sometimes he's like, oh, I like it. Then the other time he's like, oh, kind of wincing. He's like, yeah. oh, God, oh, oh, it's good. No, it's, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not a very good um, watchman. Just saying. No, he gets no, no, no. He's so Especially easily distracted. Him. She yeah. just like sexily comes out with some tequila and he's like. I mean, Oof. wouldn't you be no. distracted? He's he's wor- he's supposed to be working. He's supposed to be safe. Like, this is protecting people's lives and all of those people's lives he is but i mean (laughs) he is the only thing standing in between the assassins and all of the people that could potentially fight the assassins yeah but sex though okay cut to the next morning because they're all clearly okay where rico (laughs) practices juggling with baseballs which is apparently just something eric estrada would just do in his downtime is juggle baseballs Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. That's why they just threw it in the movie. So it was so that he could, um, you know, reliably book other work in case they needed. <laughs> yeah, a juggler. They, need a, they needed a juggler somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a he had a passion to be a carny. Yeah. Uh, before two fishermen arrived on a nearby pier, and all the women are in a hot tub. Cause, again. Again, of course. Uh, the fishermen are the next pair of assassins, Spencer and Dudley, who Surprise. are Drew Sedaris and Rod Saunders. Spencer takes a shot at the women, but misses, forcing the two to flee. They're fishing with cane poles. Yep. Because you know Rico and Bruce. Cain. Huh? Because you know, cane. Cane <laughs> poles. <laughs> that that probably was on purpose. I'm just stre- uh, that's a stretch. Bruce and Rico. Bruce and Bruce and Rico. Rico and Bruce take off after the assassins, and I thought this when I watched it. Annie confirmed it in the commentary. This was totally because the two of them were on chips together. Oh, they yeah. They had to get a scene of those two. Because uh, they have the last movie. It wouldn't make sense last movie because Eric Estrada was the antagonist. Right, he was a bad guy. But you, I'm like, got to have it in this movie. Which, I'm going to go off on a little Chips tangent for just a moment. Because kids, for, you, for those of you who don't know, Chips was a television show that ran from 1977 to 1983 for six seasons. It was about officers in the California Highway Patrol. Or Chips. Eric Estrada was the main character on the, or the main actor on there he played a guy named Ponch Francis Poncharello for all six seasons and Bruce Penhall who horses Bruce in these movies he was a championship motorcycle speedway racer and he joined the cast for the sixth and what would be the final season his character on the show Bruce Nelson <laughs> he always plays Bruce yeah it's because also- he can't remember another name yeah <laughs> It's one of those things where it's just like he's just not answering to it. Probably so. Bruce. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah. uh, His character show, Bruce Nelson, was also a racer. And an episode titled Speedway Fever that aired in November 1982 was filmed in August 1982 during the actual 1982 Speedway World Championship, which Pinhall ended up winning. Oh, dang. And he retired from the sport on the podium, like when, as he was being award they gave him the trophy he retired from the sport at that moment so he could commit to the show full-time wow and for one it being one season oh that's <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, well, yeah so, so. That, that's a good it's a good solid uh late 70s early 80s show you know sure up, up there with you know, my, the my store my store has the complete set right now oh it does yeah i may be making a purchase or uh, uh, yeah. 30 bucks right. <laughs> a day worth every penny why are you giving me that look Look, okay. look, Michael Dorn was on that show for three seasons, all right? Great. Great for him. That's not TNG. 
He has a mustache and everything. <laughs> okay. He has a big old mustache, a little bit of a fro. <laughs> Do you own TNG? I have Paramount Plus. I can I can access it whenever so I want. So you would rather purchase chips than Star Trek? <laughs> I have access to I don't know if chips is streaming anywhere. Yeah, because you've never looked before now. Because you really don't care that much. Anyways, I just proved my point. Continue. A lot of those old shows aren't streaming anywhere. Uh-huh. Oh. Get on Plex. Can, can you I, also not- the, I also have the complete series of Three's Company. That's Game Swap Kettering <laughs> in Kettering, Ohio. <laughs> in memory of Suzanne Summers, who exactly. just died. That's right. Thank you, Cody. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. Get the special edition. <laughs> I don't know. Get the- yep. It's it's not a special. It's the complete series, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Don Knotts' finest hour mm-hmm. on that show. Anyway, uh, during the chase, uh, Bruce wipes out. Yeah. Which was totally, which is not intentional at yep. all. Because you see he's like grinning as he gets up. That's what I thought. Yeah. But he regains control. And Andy was like, yeah, just keep it in there. And he found it funny because he was like, well, my son managed to get through that little bit there on a motorcycle just fine. <laughs> and here's Bruce Pinhall, this world champion, can't, can't make it. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course he'd have to give him shit about it. Yeah. Uh, then after crashing through a random glass pane in the woods which i'm like it was just there there eh, why not uh spencer crashes and is shot by bruce paintball rico catches up to dudley and the two duck behind some trees for cover rico throws his juggling baseballs at dudley the last one he throws is a bomb and as dudley swats at it with his shotgun like a bat it explodes he explodes into a million pieces like they always do in these movies and rico tells bruce Bastard hit my best pitch. Should have thrown him a slider. Why do you, I thought you? We think you want him to hit it right because he wanted him to blow up. That see, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to. It's okay. Nah, which his best pitch is a changeup. Which that's he's not a good pitcher then. Uh, cut to Kane and Silk making out. <laughs> Only to be interrupted by tea time. Thank God. Uh, they're then informed of the latest failure. Cut to the heroes who are splitting up. Donna, Nicole, Rico, and Bruce stay at the hideout while Shane, Lucas, Edie, and Atlanta go to retrieve a weapons cache. Which they just randomly have at this location for some reason. Don't you have a random weapons cache? Yeah, they're agents. They got caches everywhere. True. Before they, they have split, caches everywhere. Before yeah. they split, Donna gives Edie her watch. Not knowing it has the tracker on it. <gasps> When they get to the cache, the heroes have to wait until dawn to return. Atlanta and Shane are just, they're like patrolling through the woods, and then they back into each other, as you do, like, the one was like, yeah, yeah. We, I think we've seen a couple times in these movies yeah. so far. They back into each other Scooby-Doo. under a waterfall, which was just like a sprinkler hose. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And they immediately proceed to have sex. They immediately waterboard each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah there were some parts I'm like, whoa, that doesn't seem comfortable. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, and she, the position. And she like grabs his ass like hard. hard. Well, you know? she's a she was a porn star, so yeah. yeah. So she's probably like 
tapping into some of her other yep. talents, yep. her other expertise. And he was like, whoa. I like when she he was like trying to take her shirt off. And like he couldn't figure out like where to put his hand on her boob because it was like it's so big. Like he's like, should I put it on like top like or on basketball. the bottom? Yeah, he's like on the bottom side. So, so, where should I don't? Yeah. And then he just goes to the back. There's, <laughs> there's so much like space here to go. There's so much surface area. Yeah, that's it. I'm not and, sure. And Andy said the cameraman when he was filming that scene just had to like look through the camera and then just like <laughs> look away, look away, and then like yeah. It's like, yeah, this is what I'm seeing. <laughs> so <laughs> it really it reminded me of the scene, the pool scene in uh Showgirls. <laughs> oh god. It's not quite as intense as, as the pool scene in no, Showgirls, no. but uh yeah. definitely gave me those vibes. Uh, and we cut to the next assassins on jet skis, who begin shooting at the four in the speedboat the next morning. Shane, as usual, can't hit a moving target, but does accidentally kill a duck. Yeah. Rush shot him right out of the sky. Yep. Like duck hunt. And Lucas and Edie manage to shoot the assassins dead. With her better guns. Yes. Uh, also, I, I want to I point out these guys' uh, wetsuits they're wearing. <laughs> they're very They're colorful. incredible. <laughs> I, was, I was like, we were talking about it when we were watching it, and I was like, I'd wear those suits, but I don't care about getting on a jet ski. Yeah, you just wear them around just, just in your day-to-day business. Yeah, I just wear it on the, just walk <laughs> around with it. Did you mention the the assassins' names? The last assassins. They, just had, they were just called like jet ski assassins. No, hot was... dog and sledge. Hot dog and sledge. Yeah. Okay. Hot dog and sledge. Yeah. Hot dog. Kane and Silk send the final assassin duo, Lou and Chin, after the team. The ninjas. And they're they're in Hawaiian shirts. And white. Er, Arlene had mentioned. That they just bought a bunch of Hawaiian shirts for a previous film, and they just been just going through them. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> they like bought them in bulk. It's definitely the same one that you liked before. The light, it was like the light blue. No, no, and the no, pink. those are different. These, those were like a really pastel colors. These were like dark, brighter, like oh, okay. yeah. We cut to all of the agents who are all in the whole bunch of leather. Oh yeah, like this is like I mean. I mean they're all hell bent for leather, apparently. Like, my God. Yeah. Just... yeah. All of them are wearing, wearing cool biker jackets, yeah. except for Lucas. <laughs> Lucas just has, like, a brown stepdaddy jacket yeah. on. <laughs> He's, like, wearing his Reeboks, like, getting ready to go to the baseball game or something. Uh, and which they is had, hysterical. They had for the mansion outside of Dallas, which was the mansion from, I think, uh, Malibu Express, I think. Whichever hmm. one, no, not Malibu Express. I think Picasso Trigger. Whichever one had the Abilene Uncle in it. I think it was, oh, yeah, I think yeah. it was Picasso Trigger. Yeah, I think you're right. Gooch Kook, I think it was. Gooch Kook, yeah. yeah. That, it's, it's who that same was Cowboy. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to point out that everybody is riding a dirt bike except for Bruce Penhall. Mm-hmm. He's got like an actual big motorcycle. It's everybody else his. has got a dirt bike. Probably is. Well, he rides a dirt bike earlier in the movie, yeah. but this time he's like, no, I'm going to take the big one. Well, this, this was also a reshoot. Oh, really? It was the only reshoot in the film because I guess when that bit of film was shipped from uh, Louisiana to L.A., it got x-rayed through the airport. Uh, so that ruined the film. Right, right. Oh, jeez. So they had, they had to actually reshoot that like two months later. Wow. Wow. So that, that whole like... So maybe it, that was... They and were that's like, also oh, just in their garage. That's... They were like, uh, this is all we got. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And you notice they're all wearing like those Oakley sunglasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Product placement. Nice. Oh really? Yep. Nice. Yep. That's what the well, that, I think that's what those suits were too. Were Oakley the the ones the assassins were wearing? 
Yeah. They're, they're really brightly colored oh, yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, I think they're Oakley, probably. too. Nice. Uh, later, tensions run high in the, in the kitchen at the mansion as Atlanta and Rico come under suspicion as new team members before Lucas kills that talk. Edie puts a platter in the microwave, which causes the watch she's wearing to grow hot. <laughs> she takes it off, and the team discovers the tracking device on the watch. Which means something is wrong with that microwave, because that definitely should not happen. No, it should not. <laughs> there should not be anything yeah. outside the microwave that's getting hot. Oh, it's a microwave in the early 90s, maybe. This is a special microchip that is affected by microwaves. <laughs> they explain this in the movie. Did you guys watch the movie? <laughs> They're, all microchips are susceptible to microwaves. This one's especially. It's a special one. <laughs> oh, okay. It was Red Jewel. <laughs> Red Jewel laser um, engraved microchip. And it... Microchip? Yeah, microchip. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's really like, he really just wants to like vouch for this microchip. Really I'm just hard. saying. The phone at the mansion rings. Kane proposes hand-to-hand combat for the final <laughs> test. Cut to Don and Rico in the pool. They bone. <laughs> nothing else to say <laughs> so like that, there's, there's a little bit where you see them underwater and it looks like an like you think oh like underwater camera no that's too expensive for stairs we we, we had a theory about this yeah I was what like, was your theory i was like i bet he just cut the bottom off of a like a two liter bottle and then <laughs> taped it around the camera fishbowl oh, fishbowl nice it's a little bit more professional so, yeah but... so like just stuck the camera in like a like an aquarium tank or something and just yeah. lowered it a little bit just to get that little bit. Yeah. Th- yeah. No, we, we definitely, we yeah, definitely, he, he was not going to spring for an underwater camera. Yeah. Especially yeah. if he was only going to use it for that, that yeah. particular moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, mm-hmm. no way. Cut to the next morning when Donna and Nicole take off to meet their opponents and they're wearing black cat suits, but they have black cowboy boots too. And so yes. the normal white ones, normal, yeah, yeah. It's like they have those special, the special boots for the special occasion. Yes. They're stealth boots. Yep. Stealth cowboy boots. Stealth cowboy boots. Uh, the, where they go to the meeting location, the assassins pop out of the woods and are fought off by the women. One of them is in a big pile of leaves. It's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, when struggling with a goon, Nicole, because they've also prepped the area, Nicole grabs a bat that's been sitting next to a tree and knocks a goon out, saying, I'm Batman. <laughs> she says that multiple times. Yeah. I'm well, Batman. she says it. She says it once, and then she, when she knocks him out, she walks over and goes, "I'm, I'm Batman." Batman. <laughs> I kill my. She's like, "I kill myself" or something like that. Yeah. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Cody just really wanted to do his Christian yeah, Bale. Batman. I did. I'm gonna cut it all out. So. No. <laughs> well, if you get to do There's that, a few that, impressions I can do. Then I get to be like Bane. Oh. Batman, painful <laughs> for you. Your no. TC is too small. Yeah, You're too I... small. He's more boisterous. I love the Bane from the from the Harley Quinn show. <laughs> the pit. <laughs> I why did I get a folding chair? Everyone else got nice chairs. <laughs> We're gonna get copywritten, canceled. Yeah, yeah fuck it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Donna throws a star. And injures the other goon in the leg. Cut to the RC helicopter controlled by Rico, who's loading it with two missiles. Missiles? The assassins <sighs> track the locator signal to a hut, and they hear Donna and Nicole inside. They barge in, only to find two dummies, a tape recorder, and the locator watch. <laughs> da, da, da. Donna and Nicole fire the missiles. 
which blows apart the shed and kills the last assassins, which we got to talk about this explosion. Because this shed, you see the missiles hit it, and then it blows apart, and about what feels like several seconds later, then we see the fiery explosion. Uh-huh. Like several seconds after the shed is blown apart. It was two missiles. One it hits. Was. That's true. One hits. Say, it starts to blow up. The other one hits, makes it bigger. Plus, it's uh, it, there's a cut in between, and yeah. that's why I think it feels so much longer. Yeah, is because the the shed blows apart, cut Exploded. away, yeah. and then cut back. One of my favorite parts too of that that explosion is the two ninja heads inside of them <laughs> yes. looking out the window. They're obviously like little yeah, they're little little uh, mannequins. Yep. And it, it's probably great. the same two mannequins they use for Donna and Nicole. <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> they just put the ninja yep. outfit on them. Yeah. yeah. And Donna says, the title of this episode, I Got Your Hand to Hand. Yeah. Cut to Kane, who is stewing over his loss. And he smokes those really tiny cigarettes. I know. I love those cigarettes. I know. I was kind of like, where do I get one of those? They're like little brown. They're almost like cigarellos. Yeah. We cut to the heroes, who now have Kane's location because they triangulated his, or from earlier, they triangulated his uh, signal, his telephone call. Yeah, it's science, Cody. Look it up. Yeah. But Lucas mentions that Silk is now working for the agency. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we Ponderously. Cut, we cut to Silk, who answers the door and is given a tracker to put on a crystal necklace that she gives to Kane. A Tiffany. It looks like a Tiffany box yeah. in back. That's clearly just like a crystal you buy at like Walmart. <laughs> it's like a, you yeah. buy at like one of those crystal sh- like sh- shops. Yeah, you know. some hokey dokey places. You know what's funny? It, it totally came back around. Like people would definitely wear that now. Probably. Oh yeah, I've seen it, people I think wear it's those rose now. Quartz. Yeah, rose quartz. Yeah, that's exactly for, what it is. For what does she say it's for? Uh, she tells him that it protects to, his soul. Protects his soul spirit. forever. Yeah, yeah. She will never be away from him. The plan, as Lucas and Rico relate, is to track Kane and disrupt his operations elsewhere. That's it. <laughs> That's the movie. They're gonna kill. The, he's gonna kill the agents because they're disrupting his stuff, and now they're really gonna disrupt his stuff. Yeah, he's just like, I can't believe I lost. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll just change my appearance for the next film. <laughs> no. And de-age somehow. Uh, excuse me. Spoilers. <laughs> wow. Spoilers are moving from thirty years ago. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so Still that's uh, that is Do or Die. Oh nice. man, what a movie! What Academy a great movie. Award nominee Pat Morita. So, <laughs> I still can't believe that part of it. <laughs> I can't believe he's in this movie. It's because it's incredible. Yeah, he knew where he knew where where it was at. And he said, "Earth." I, I feel like it was a situation where, because like I said, they only had him for four days. He just had like a couple weeks off from in between projects. Told his agent, like, yeah, you know, I'm not doing anything. You know, anybody who just needs me for like a few days, I got a guy. <laughs> I know I somebody. Know a guy. He's always looking for people for He's a few days. For me. Yeah. <laughs> and you get, be, you get to be around some hot women all day long. And he's like, okay, yep, I'm in. Yeah. There's craft services, but you got to bring your own cart. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So now we get into our Sedaris metrics. Sedaris mm. metrics. And I have the honor of the. Tit Tracker 500,000. Oh, that's it's getting high up there. It's got to be a bigger number because yeah. Yeah. of some considerably. Yeah, the, the just the sheer raw boobage in this movie. Uh, is... Raw boobage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, six minutes and 23 seconds. It's oh. when uh, uh, Nicole and Donna are in the hot tub towards the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's a, that puts it about middle of the road. Uh, Savage Beach was similar, 638. Next short is Malibu Express at 446. But yeah, it, it's about middle of the road in that regard. So, Steve? Oh, I have explosions. I, so... You might not agree with me, but I counted 13 explosions. Now, let me explain. Okay. The first one, the cane missile from the, and blows up the the helicopter from the cane. Um, Then I count the death zone explosion. When the little thing goes up and they blow up in there. Oh, you count. In the computer. That's an explosion. It blows up. That's true. And you so know, we see that, that seven several, times? Several times. Third missile in front of the bug explosion. Next missile behind the bug explosion. Third missile hits the bug, blows the bug up. Uh, then we have death, death zone explosion two. Then grenade in the boat blows up. Then we have Death Zone Explosion 3. Even though those guys didn't die, they mm. still counted yep. as a loss. Yep. Then we have the Baseball Bomb. Death Zone Explosion 4. Death Zone Explosion 5. And then Helicopter Missile with the two ninjas in, mm. the, in the shed. Explosion. And then the Game Over Explosion. Mm. 13 explosions in this movie. I think that's got to be the highest. Yeah, <laughs> by quite a bit actually. <laughs> yeah. There's not a, even another one in the double digits. Yeah, so. I mean, even if I ca- didn't count the if I didn't count the uh, death zone yeah. explosions, did I you still mention think... the grenade in the in the boat? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that she drops yeah, in the yeah. boat, okay. blows up. Yep. Teresa, you have the deaths. Yes. Okay. So we have. Uh, I call them the Beefcake Hitman because I didn't know his name. <laughs> it's Duke. Yeah. Uh, Beefcake Hitman and the helicopter pilot. I counted both of those mm-hmm. uh, via Roberta with the cane rocket launcher. Uh, Ava and the dude with hat. <laughs> just called him dude with hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his name? Skip Ward. Skip. I think in the movie he's also just called Skip. I think they're both just called Ava and Skip in the movie. Okay. Uh, Ava and dude with hat get exploded in the bug. Uh, Bruce kills motorcycle helmet dude. Red Jacket Thug via Baseball Grenade. Uh, hot Dog and Sledge via Lucas and Edie's Better Gun. Because uh, what's-his-face can't hit him. Mm. Shane. Um, the Two Ninja Guys in the Wooden Shack via Remote Helicopter. And the Cat Getting Poisoned, which is... The most tragic. <laughs> that's 11. Let's see here. That is actually not that many compared to most of the other movies. Yeah, and not all the assassins get killed, so... Yeah, that's the, true. The, yeah. the two goofy guys. Hebert and Boudreaux. Yeah. They don't get away, but they get arrested. The only yeah. two that are lower are Stacy and Malibu Express. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So. I have... Sex. The most erotic category. <laughs> oh, boy. Erotic. Well, you're the one who has to talk about Pat Morita getting... S- no, because I didn't get... <laughs> <laughs> we don't really ever see him have sex sex. So you're we not going to count getting... the HJs? We... No. 
We see him getting massaged. And we do we we don't. Use, well, we see him getting massaged. All right, his pee pee. <laughs> do we? Yes, she sticks her hand up underneath the her towel. Anyways, that's not until after what you're going to talk about. So, do you guys do you guys think that should be counted as a sex? I think so. Thing? Yeah, I mean, it, we okay. counted right. we all counted right. Bruce and Ava having sex. That's or not fair. Bruce and Ava. Uh, Bruce and Nicole having sex. On the motorcycle last movie when did. they didn't really actually have sex. Okay, well, there's that. There's um, uh, Donna and Rico, they have sex. Oh, yeah. Bruce and uh, Nicole have sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane and, Shane and Atlanta. Atlanta. And Edie and Lucas. Mm-hmm. So that is a total of five. Y'all paired which- up? Which is the most out of any movie so far. Dang. Dang. Yep. Uh, da, 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 da. One of them had four. Malibu Express had four. Wow. So. Getting it on. Yep. Get it on. I have the great honor of Andy Sedaris sightings. He was the cook at the bar who comes out and yells, You got a telephone call inside? I can't do it at Louisiana accent but that's what he says you got a telephone call inside inside. that's it you got you have to just like let your mouth (laughs) (laughs) no that's like no that's that's georgia savannah yeah oh that's all the same to me (laughs) but yep one sighting south of the ohio it's fine (laughs) one sighting of andy yep that's it and his son drew was the one of the assassins well i don't count the other sedaris's sedaris i (laughs) (laughs) Teresa I get to do the Sedaris players this time uh, fun fact this is the only Lethal Ladies film without Rodrigo Obregón oh Rodrigo and there is a giant gaping hole in my heart in in this movie (laughs) for Rodrigo Obregón so there's Eric Estrada, who played a bad guy in one of the previous films, I think the last film, and now yep. he's a good guy. Uh, Donna Spear, as per usual, Roberta Vasquez, Bruce Penhall, Cynthia Brimhall, L- William Bumiller, although he's only in a couple, and he, it, and they're not like consistent. It's not all one right after the other. He like skips around. Yeah. Um, uh, Shane, Michael J. Shane, who plays Shane. Uh, he's in this one again, Richard Cancino and Chuchu Malave as the stupid idiot uh, <laughs> uh, bodyguards. The bumbling, bumbling assassins. And then the debut of Ava Cadell, who will be in several of these movies um, from this point forward. So those are our Sedaris players. Yep. Nice. And I have the Playboy Playmate. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> fucking talk today. <laughs> I have the Playboy Playmates and Penthouse Pets, of which there were five in this movie. Donna Spear, March of 84. Roberta Vasquez, November 84. Cynthia Bramall, October 85. Michael Shane, who was in Playgirl in January 89. And Carolyn Liu, who would be in Playboy in March of 92. So after this movie. Wow. Wow. So that's the first one we have where like they weren't yet a... Playmate. So you get to see your boobs first in this movie before you got to see them in print. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I guess you do get to see your boobs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. 
Um, maybe she got put in touch with the Playboy contacts from the work that she did in this movie. Although she was also in Baywatch. Chris, Carolyn Liu was. Oh, okay. So she may have also gotten yeah. via that. So. Yeah. So. so, yeah. So uh, I guess we go on to our ratings. You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. I have RC trucks. And out of RC trucks, there was no RC trucks in this movie. But I think I'm going to give this one. I It's out of five, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give this one like a. I'm gonna give it a three point five. I, I enjoyed it. I actually did like it. I, there was a lot of a lot of cool explosions in it. Um, the story wasn't too hard to follow. You knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. I mean, even though it was kind of similar to like you know Seven and that all those, but still, still fun. Um, yeah, I'm gonna three three to three point five. You go. Oh, you always go last. This time, I want to go last. <laughs> okay. I don't want to say the best for last, but I guess we can go. We can throw that out the window for this episode. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, very kind of the plot was easy to follow. Each assassin duo had kind of like their own thing. Um, like you had the fisher fisherman assassins, I guess. You had jet ski assassins. You had cook assassins, <laughs> I guess you could call them. Poisoners. Yeah. Even though they killed a cat. And they should have been executed for it. That wasn't their fault, though. They weren't trying to poison the cat. Just saying. The poisoners did not attempt the cat poisoning. Actually, Really, it was, it's yeah. Nicole's fault. Yeah, it was. Shouldn't be feeding a cat table scraps from strange random people. She's got they a sh- point. They would still be brought up on manslaughter charges. Uh, oh, this, over the cat. In, in this case, cat slaughter. <laughs> okay. Kitty slaughter. Which requires... Immediate execution. No appeals. <laughs> okay. So what's your rating? Hung, drawn, and quartered. What's your rating? My rating? I Like I said, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, just the, the oddity of it having Pat Morita, of all people, and <laughs> which I think might be... I feel like that might be like the most... I don't want to say like the most famous, but the most well-known name in these movies. Maybe Danny Trejo. Yeah. But that wasn't until way after. Yeah. Like, he was, he was like, the big get they had at the time. Like, he was known. Yeah. Far and wide. Yeah. So, like I said, Academy Award nominee. Um, I don't know what he lost to. I don't remember. But it's just, it, 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 it just has that perfect mix of there's a lot of explosions, a lot of deaths. Not that I'm bloodthirsty, but, <laughs> you know, lots of, like, diff- a lot of different places. But it was easy to follow, yeah. which was really what you need in an action movie. Yeah. Complicated action movies, I got no time for. Mm-hmm. Like that boring identity stuff, I no, no yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need simple action. I'm going to give it a four. Four? Nice. Four uh, RC boats. Boats. Which there were also none in this movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm going to change mine to a four for those uh, Triple H's. So you have one point a piece for each of them. Yeah. No, a point two five percent. There you go. All right. Wow. Teresa. I also am going to give it a four, and I decided way before. Way before. <laughs> I see what you did there. That'd uh, be funny. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. A uh, very solid uh, entry in the Sedaris universe. Yeah, the RC helicopters and 
stuff. Yeah, RC helicopters. Yeah, you had the actual what was in the movie as your rating system. I thought you already said the RC helicopter part. So I have RC helicopters. (laughs) Um, I am going to give this one four RC helicopters out of five. I think it's a really solid entry in the Sedaris verse. Uh, It's got Ava Cadell, who becomes a pretty key player in the later movies. Um, She's not the character that she's going to be. Um, She's got to go through the Sedaris initiation of being a bad guy, getting killed off, and then coming back as a totally different character. Um, Maybe they are really the same characters. They just like Universal soldier them, <laughs> bring them back to life. Yeah, it was like his like different programmer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she got blown up. There's no way. Well, very badly ooh, burned. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoy this one. I think it's great. Yeah, there's it, not much more to say than that. It, this is <laughs> this is definitely Sedaris at his Sedarisiest. Yeah, besides Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah, well, uh, it, Hard Ticket to Hawaii is hard to that's beat, the, man. That's the gold finger of these movies because it set all the tropes in motion, mm-hmm. and then like just all the like the and there's films later on that are probably better than Goldfinger, but it's still always gonna be the favorite because mm-hmm. it's yeah. Ah, uh, so next time, Hard Hunted. Ooh, hunted so hard. <laughs> Extra hard. <laughs> Hard. Super hard. Harder than wood. <laughs> oh, boy. Hard as wood. Steel hard. Wow. You guys are really still going. Titanium this, huh? hard. Erect. Uh, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hard Ticket to Sedaris. Please be sure to check out our other projects at AOP Pod Network on Twitter. Where you can find a list of all of our other projects, such as we effed up a history podcast taking a look at all the times in history where we effed up and imperfect men a rexypod reading all of the founding fathers of the united states you can also check out attack of the final girls a horror movie podcast through a feminist lens and the drunken pawn it's a youtube channel where we play board games and drink craft beer we'll see you next time on hot ticket to the dance.